those first 30, 60, 90 days are really crucial. So like crucial. first impressions are so important and it's a harder journey going backwards retrospectively and trying to make up for the shit that you laid down during yep. your probation period than it is to just nail the probation period and have a clean slate moving yeah, forward. Yeah, exactly. Like start off with a good taste in everyone's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The number one thing you should focus on in a new role might surprise you. Welcome to the Marketing Mentors podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I'm Tasha, joined by, of course, the most wonderful Linda. So I didn't do alliteration this week. Um, And that's got me super intrigued, Linda, and I want to come back to it. Before we get into today's podcast, I do want to remind everyone that we are having our They Ask You Answer APAC Summit in October later this year, 31st to be precise. The tickets are on sale now. So if you head over to our website, you can get I think we're in like phase two of the ticket pricing. So make sure you get those tickets, reserve your seat. We've got a huge, incredible agenda, jam-packed, full of goodies with yours truly and Linda (laughs) keynoting on the day. So come and see us in person. And if you are a Marketing Mentors podcast fan, let us know when you're there because we'll sign your T-shirt for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dasha, calm down. Um, But if you did want to purchase more than two tickets, definitely hit us up on any of the socials or emails at all because uh, we can get you some mates rate discounts, obviously, on more than two tickets. Now, coming back to the podcast, Linda, that was very, very interesting. Tell me more. So today we're talking about how to piss people off in your new marketing role. It's a bit of a controversial one, Mm -hmm. but we have seen a lot of people start new jobs. We've started new jobs and we were talking earlier to you around like those user cases of when we've seen that go really well and when we've seen that go not so well. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to be talking about three main things that you can do to piss people off yep. when you start in your new job. Yep. And it all stems down to the fact that people are, humans are inherently selfish Yeah. and some driven by ego. And so it's natural when you are starting a new job, you want to prove yourself, you want to make your mark. Mm-hmm. But by coming into a job with that mindset, it's not going to serve you well. And in fact, we're actually going to talk about how by not focusing on yourself and by focusing on building trust and relationships with your colleagues instead, that is also a selfish strategy because it serves you in the long term. Yeah. So to be clear, though, we're not actually giving people advice on how to piss people off in your new job. (laughs) But there's these things that we've seen our clients, our friends, our colleagues done in the time that we've been working in what we're working in where they piss people off around them in their new roles because they're not, let's say, strategic or emotionally intelligent or aware enough to know that these things that Linda and I are going to talk about are actually so simple but so, so effective in not pissing people off and actually really thriving and striving in that first 90 days or three months of a new role, particularly in marketing because obviously that's where our experience lies. Yeah. But I genuinely think that you can apply this to any role. Totally. Any any size business. It's essentially just the mentality of what you should be going into the new role with and what you should be focusing on. Yeah. And we are talking about three main things, Mm -hmm. but it like it all stems down to the fact of like don't be selfish and go in there for you, which is very hard to do. Yeah. And actually go in and just focus on the people around you. Yeah. Build relationships with the people around you because that is gonna serve you. Yep. And not necessarily, you know, 
you might not be pissing people off per se, but if you have goals and aspirations within this company, then it's going to make it easier for you to achieve those. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. All right. Well, let's kick in. What's the first one, Linda? All right. So the first one is not suggesting any drastic changes Mm. straight away. So, Mm. oh man, (laughs) I feel like we've lived through this so many times. Um, What are some of these drastic changes? Okay. So it could be like, if you're a marketer, for example, it could be uh, suggesting a logo change or it could be something more broader, like team restructuring. Anything where you could potentially piss someone off by overtly suggesting some major change like someone could have just worked on the brand guidelines and because you haven't been there long enough to know that was a project that someone had so closely to their heart and just so recently worked on because you haven't taken that time and you've just come in guns blazing you can piss people off by making these yeah yeah you will Rather than just pissing them off, you could make them upset. Yeah, you could make them off you. Yeah, that's the reality of that. Yeah, I love that. And another example of drastic changes would be uh, someone coming into an organization and like firing an agency that they've had a you know yep. seven plus year <laughs> relationship with. Not that this has happened, guys. I'm just you know just hypotheticals here. But um, you know, when you come into that organization you don't know what some of these relationships are that the business already has standing um, mm. and you don't know the, the history there sometimes and coming yeah. in being like get rid of this agency or do this or do that without getting the context first or the historical understanding of what's going on yeah just makes you look like to be honest sometimes like a bit of a fool yeah and to your point before you just don't know how closely something was held to someone's chest and you're coming in and for lack of better words sometimes just shitting on their work 100 percent, and you haven't earned that right yet that's yep. the main thing here. Like you have literally no runs on the board at all. And I've been in this position, like I'm talking from experience. I remember when I started a new job way back when I was given the task of um, like a branding guidelines, mm-hmm. right? Because they didn't have that. And in that process, I realized that the logos were different on every single type of asset. And so I went into solutions mode and then suggested changes to the logo. Yeah based on the fact that I noticed it was different everywhere, but by suggesting those changes, I struck a nerve with someone. And I went in guns blazing with that recommendation and I learned the hard way. Like you can't come in and straight away start shitting on work because you haven't shown that you have the credibility to make those those recommendations like you have no runs on the board whatsoever yeah i remember saying this there's no baseline of your performance yeah so how is someone supposed to know what you're capable of yeah okay cool you had a resume you were hired but like not everyone in the room or in your team is going to know your experience or who you are or how you work yeah so because there's no baseline there there's no historical understanding or knowledge of you yeah you coming in making even just a small suggestion sometimes yeah um yeah it can rub people really the wrong way so yeah. i think you take this one with a grain of salt obviously you don't want to go somewhere and like trade on eggshells yeah too much but yeah in a, in a way you kind of need to yeah because you are just trying to just assert what's going on Get a good understanding of who's in charge of what, what relationships with agencies are important and what aren't. Yeah. You know, who holds brand guidelines close to their heart. Just yeah. educate yourself more about the team and the people. And I love it because there's so much more we're going to say that all just kind of like smushes into, into each other. Do you think, T, that you like, is there a way or, a, yeah, is, is there a way that you can suggest 
like recommendations and changes like we're talking about drastic things right now Mm. do you think it's still appropriate to do any of that in the first three months or so look I I can't say blanket no I think it really just depends it really just depends on the use case the person the team the budget you can make drastic changes but you make them you do them in a way that is still uh, nurturing to teams and businesses and respectful of those in the teams and businesses so you're not offending someone or hurting someone or making yourself look like a tosspot by doing drastic changes that are unnecessary. I think what you can do is look for like smaller quick wins as well, Mm. you know, because you want to get runs on the board and try and do it in a way that doesn't piss people off. So almost like where are the gaps that no one is looking at right now? Yeah. And what are those little wins that you can get on the board that help build that credibility piece? Yep but also don't piss people off yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's on, a nice way to approach it yeah, within the your first wins. like 90 days yeah, in I like a company. That. Look yeah. For, yeah, you're right. Linda makes a good point. So looking for smaller little wins, those gaps in maybe processes or teams where you think, yeah, okay, cool, I can inject some value here and yeah. and, and make it be known in a way. That's you know? a good point. It's not changing shit. Yeah. It's actually adding value. Yeah. I think that's a really good point here. Yeah. How to add value in the first 90 days as opposed to change processes yep. that currently exist. Yeah. And so you can't really add that value if you don't take a really good picture and yep. observation of what's going on around you. Yeah. Um, and one of the things you're going to mention either now or later <laughs> is that whole idea of just doing the simple things right. Maybe it's yep. a good segue to the next mm, topic. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... So we just spoke about don't making not to make drastic changes straight away. Um, the next one is getting the shit done and doing the work. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you were hired for a job, whatever that job might be. You were hired for that job, so do your job. Yeah. And like what Linda just said, where you can find those gaps in processes or people, add value, inject value, do something here that's going to make them go, oh, cool. I'm like so glad Linda's part of the team now. Yeah. Um, and then we said before, you know, doing the basics right because we want to get those runs on the board or earn your stripes, whatever the saying is that you want to use. Yeah. But it's hard because you don't want to make drastic changes and sometimes drastic changes are needed to get those runs and really see that value. Yeah. Um, so look for the smaller wins and the gaps, but also like do the basics right. It's your mm. first job. You're, you need to show these people that you are, you know, a, a hard worker. Yeah. So just show up on time. Yeah. Like show up to work on time, maybe even a little bit earlier. Like I'm not saying come to work an hour early every day. Yeah. But if, you know, typically the office opens at nine or eight or whatever, just be there a little bit earlier. Yeah. So people can see that you're taking it seriously. Like you're, you're here, you're trying to show everyone that you take this seriously. I mean, the reality is, is when you start a new job, people are watching you. Oh, 100%. Whether you like it or not, you are being watched. Yeah. That is part of your probation. Is she it's, coming it's to work on time? List, like written yeah. on the contract. Yeah. Like you are in probation, you are being watched. Yeah, so exactly. no matter what role you have been hired, I don't care if you're the next CEO, you're the next, if you're a marketer, the next graphic, like whatever role you have been hired for, you need to do the basics yeah. and do them well. Yeah. I'm not a, a clock watcher by any means, but I mean, if you can see that people are clocking off around 5.36 most days and you decide to pack your bag at 5 p.m. whilst you're in your first week or your probationary period, it's just not a good look. Mm. So like be observant of what's happening around you. Yeah. And 
do the extra work. Like maybe there's not much for you to do at that point, but the reality is, is that people are watching you and you need to set that example for yourself. Yeah. Another one of mine that like, I know you can't avoid being sick and I'm not sitting here saying don't take sick days, but just be conscious in your first three months of a new job. Again, to Linda's point, you are being watched and if you're taking a lot of sick leave days, (laughs) yeah. It like it looks it, it reflects poorly on you. Like let's be real. Like where you know, I'm an employer. I hire people now, and something that I have seen before, and we've unfortunately had to deal with this a few times with previous employees, where just too many sick days were being taken, and it was yeah. flags. And like oh, this is that's a this is a story for another episode. But yeah, um, those first three months, yeah, you are being watched and scrutinized for the basic things like yeah. showing up to work on time, getting getting your work done not taking a, ma- a mammoth amount of sick leave days. I yeah. get it. Sometimes it's really unavoidable. I get it. So please, massive grain of salt to anyone listening. Yeah. But just be aware of these things. Yeah, it's just being conscious about those things because you know that you're being watched and you want to be taken seriously. Yeah. Those first 30, 60, 90 days are really crucial. So like crucial. first impressions are so important and it's a harder journey going backwards retrospectively and trying to make up for the shit that you laid down during your probation period than it is to just nail the probation period and have a clean slate moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Like start off with a good taste in everyone's mouth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) If it's a bad taste, then people don't like it. They don't remember. People remember bad tastes. Do you know what I mean? Whereas the the more pleasant experiences, like things that just go smoothly and that are done right. It's an easier journey. It's an easier journey. Yeah. And Linda's like, you're so spot on. If you have a bad taste in your mouth about something, it's very hard to get rid of that. Yeah. The whole the same the same metaphor applies. If you kind of like stuff up in the first quote unquote stuff up, don't do the basics right, piss people off by big drastic changes, people remember that. Yeah. Oh, God, you remember so-and-so and he came in and did X, Y, Z in the first week of him being here? Like, people remember that yeah, shit. Yeah, and they'll talk about that because yeah. people are going to talk. They are going to talk yeah, whether happens. you like it or not. Exactly. You know what I mean? So at least give them something good to talk about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like how nice Linda's hair is today. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, back to the podcast. Yeah. So our last tip on how to not piss people off, really. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, the most valuable one, Linda. When you mentioned it to me before, I was like, oh, my God, this is actually so important and it's so basic. Talk to me. So it's about building a trust bank with Mm. your colleagues and that being the primary focus for you when you start a job because it serves you in so many ways. Selfishly, it serves you in so many ways. And there's a few ways that you do that right? We all know, like we're humans, we interact, we have relationships. So we all know the basics of these, but there are two today I think that we want to focus on in regards to like building trust with your colleagues. The first one is just being able to shut up and listen. Like we know we're coming into a new job as humans inherently, we're selfish. We want to throw our dick around and like make it look like we know what we're talking about and our skill set is here. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> we're girls. <laughs> well, no. <nah. laughs> <laughs> me yourself. Anyway. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. What are we saying? <laughs> Somebody you say dick. <laughs> um... Shut up and like know know when to shut up. Yeah, and ask great questions. 
Yeah. Like you were saying, I feel like it is so easy to rock up, you know, guns shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is me. This is what I do. Listen to me. Watch me do my thing. Big dick energy. Yes, I get it. But it's more powerful to take a step back, be quiet. Yeah. Observe. Ask some awesome questions from the people that are around you. Who are you? What do you look after? What are some of the struggles in your role? Depending on the role you've just stepped into as well, would your questions would differ. Yeah. Because if you are a leader talking to your team, you want to position yourself as an authority, listen to any of our other podcasts about (laughs) this stuff, Um, but you have a different approach, right? If you're just a team member entering to a, you know, fairly flat structure with more team members, Mm -hmm. again, a different approach. So be strategic with who you're talking to. But I think what's key there is, yeah, just shut up for a moment, take a step back and listen. Like don't underestimate how powerful listening is in these first 90 days. Yeah. Because you will learn a lot about your colleagues your team, uh, maybe some office politics that you should be mindful of, yeah. you'll learn that that brand guide that Lucy created is her little baby. Yeah. And so you're not going to make the logo changes now or suggest logo changes now because this matters a lot to Lucy. Yeah. Like it's a KPI of hers. So you learn this shit when you listen. I think for some people, like it can be hard for them coming into a new job and wanting to listen because they might perceive that as in like, I'm kissing people's asses. Like mm-hmm. I'm not yep. I'm not asserting what I think. Like I'm just saying yes to people. But yep. there's in fact like so much like you need to go beyond that because there's so much more power. Like when you are a good listener, how does that make people feel? Like it makes people feel Heard. like what they're saying is important and it makes them feel good. So when you're then, you know, one year down the line and you're trying to get promoted for another job, like you want people singing your praises. You yeah. want people on your side and saying, yes, this person is awesome. They deserve that. You don't want people fighting that. Yeah. And part of that is that impression that you leave when you start a yeah. when you start a new job. And you have to make people feel good. You have to make them feel like they're heard and they're valued and they're important. And they're part of your onboarding journey as well, yeah. that they're helping you through this process. And I think an important part of this as well is don't just listen to the people that you think are important mm. to you, like your manager, and treat them really well. Mm-hmm. Like treat everyone equally yep. and make everyone around you feel good regardless of where they sit in the organization yeah because if everybody is singing your praises and you're developing really good relationships with everyone that only helps you long term yeah 100 like nothing bad can yeah. come from that yeah no I, I hear i hear what you're saying linda and it makes it makes a lot of sense i think for uh, people that are aware of their own emotional intelligence. Yeah. And if they're aware of like the effect that they have on people and the effect that people have on them. Mm-hmm. And it's not like go read a book and become more emotionally intelligent. No, just ask more questions. Yeah. Just take a step back. And like if you do truly want to succeed in that first 90 days of your new role, listen to some of the stuff that we're sharing because we've seen it work. We've made it work. We've given this advice to clients and colleagues before and it works. It, yeah definitely works yeah and that whole idea of kissing ass like i know you might not want to hear this some people but like if you if you want to call it that call it that i don't call it that i call it like relationship building and rapport building (laughs) um but like kiss someone's ass if you need to if that's going to be you know quote unquote the the strategy on building a relationship yeah okay if someone wants to talk about their son's football match on the weekend for 20 minutes just let him 
just let them talk about it because it's not going to – don't make a habit out of it because then that's obviously not productive. But, <laughs> like, let them here and there. Yeah. Hear them out because that little moment, like what you were saying before, when they they feel listened to and they feel heard. Yeah. God, that person will just leave. Like, again, it's not a bad taste. It's a, it's a, it's a neutral taste. In well, if they then you. get asked mm. by their manager, like, oh, how, how do you feel the new person X is going? Like, they're going to say something yeah. good then. They're exactly. not going to say anything bad. Because you gave them that moment to yeah. make them feel really valued and important. Yeah. And I think, like, that's the the real main concept here that we're talking about. It's that come into a new role being selfless because that will serve you. Yep. You know, focus on other people. That's what you should be doing in your first 90 days. Yeah. Focus on the people around you, build relationships and trust, and instead put a, take a back seat around yep. trying to show your worth, improve yourself, of course, get some quick wins on the board where you can. Yeah. But take a back seat because that approach works so much better. I've seen yeah. it go two ways where I've seen someone come in, guns blazing, aggressive, trying to make big moves, and they rub people off the wrong way. Yeah. And then you you I've seen it and they're actually I've seen like instances where they're actually a great person. Yeah. But it's then the relationship is two steps back and it's a longer road to then get the relationship. To a really good place. If you can even do that. If you if can you recover can. it. Like that would take a lot of like relationship building and yeah, like patchworking and all that type of stuff. We always say like, don't you know, you hear the saying, don't burn your bridges. Yeah. Keep relationships good. Like yeah. we and here at Red Pandas, we are massive on relationships. Like with any, I don't think we have one bad relationship with ex-clients. Mind you, I can count on one hand ex-clients. But yeah, we've always kept things, you know, in a good place because ultimately you don't know when someone could ever potentially serve you or your business again or you might need True. them for something as well. Like Linda says, by being selfless, you're actually being selfish in a funny way. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not that hard just to talk to someone and let them talk to you and listen and build that relationship and rapport. Yeah. People get so bogged down in busy work or I don't have time for that. And it's like, but you actually do. Yeah. And this is like a big part of our role as digital marketing consultants at Red Pandas. Anyone that's client facing is expected to have good relationships with their clients. Mm. It's, it's just expected. Yeah. And we do that through like tactically good communication skills, yeah. asking questions, listening, yeah. never accepting the first answer is the answer. Yeah. So we work really hard in this Yeah. in our roles. That's why we know they work and that's why we're giving that advice to anyone that wants to succeed mm. in a new role. And I genuinely think you can use it. I genuinely, sorry, think you can use this in anything. It doesn't have to be a role in marketing. Yeah. It can be anywhere at a party, for goodness sake. If you go there and you don't know anyone, <laughs> just use some of these like communication tactics and yeah. you will make some friends. I'm telling you now, you will. Yeah. Um, that's if you want to make new friends at a party. But each their own. Touch uh, it us. <laughs> always. I love going to parties solo. No. I feel like younger Tasha loved it. And you know what, right. Linda, I could turn it on. If I had to, I could yeah, turn it on. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, but it's like so draining. Do you know what I mean? Like no, it's so not. draining. You just want to get home and just relax. The last thing you want to do is go make friends. I mean, you're preaching to the converted. <laughs> yeah, Linda's like <laughs> massive introvert. Yeah. <laughs> solo show. Um, but no, it's, I think it's so don't underestimate the power of relationship building yeah in that first 90 days yeah and you know i know for you and i when you first started working here i don't remember anything other than positive experiences mm. like and it's nice yeah you're more than welcome <laughs> linda did a really nice post on linkedin about us this week so. oh yeah true it wasn't really about us <laughs> well it was a photo of you and me <laughs> but um yeah i just think yeah those first three months at a new role yeah just focus on the people around you focus it's on the more 
about the people around you and building relationships yeah. than it is like on like skill mastery, yeah. in my opinion. Keep it simple. Yeah. Anything else? No. Oh, that was, that a was fun, fun too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Linda. <laughs> Likewise. See you next week. All right. Bye.